Welcome back to the Retail Maverick Show with me, Andrew Busby, your host. And have I got a maverick for you today? Um, so somebody I've had the pleasure of knowing for many years. Um, he's a retail futurist, but also a speaker. And if you've never seen him speaking, I encourage you to do so because he is an absolute genius at it. Um, <laughs> without further ado, please welcome Howard Thomas. Wow, that's a, Can you come on tour with me? Because I'd like that intro everywhere, please. Thank I'll you. I'll <laughs> bags for you anyway. Yeah, as long as it's difficult. No, I've, I've been, I've, I've watched and observed, so I'm, I'm learning all the time. You saw me. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good at the moment, actually. Yeah, with sort of some interesting jobs. I mean, most of my work's. Speak, you know, conference jumping from one to the next. But there's some other interesting stuff in between, a bit of regeneration and uh, working with a, potentially working with a big ad agency on a communications project. So, yeah, a bit different. It's quite good at the moment, work-wise, which is, you know, we did have two years off. <laughs> yeah, you did well. I don't know about you, but I sort of carried on working. Well, I actually, actually, I, I certainly did. I found them again. I did during lockdown. For the first over 400 days, every day, I produced uh, what I call the COVID diaries. And I yes, thought I did read it was on them, a yeah. website, and I thought I'd lost it all. And by some strange quirk, it appeared on my timeline last week, and it's all there. So I'm having to manually. So basically, it's 422, about 500 to 600 words each. So that's enough to fill at least two books. Yeah. And I've read a few of them back and forgetting about well, the quality of the writing or the rest of it, but I found it fascinating looking back at what I was writing about in lockdown. Yeah. So I'm going to see if I can uh, put Because I think a lot of us, it's one of those sort of unmentionables and we mustn't you know, get dragged into it now because we've only got a few minutes, but it's one of those things that everyone's sort of blocked off now and pretend it didn't happen. It's, it's almost yeah, yeah. like we don't want to talk about it anymore. Because, and actually, I think we should stir it up a little bit. But that's—I'll uh, well, let I, you do that with your diaries. Well, I yeah, I mean, I'm, um, some of it was a little bit um, sort of on the edge, and I'll probably tidy it up a little bit. But I yeah, the, I've just read a few, and as I say, it's fascinating mm. looking back and, and commenting because, of course, what a, a lot of it was commenting on what the daily, you yeah. know updates were saying in the government, all the rest of it, and, and you think, wow, you know, th from the lens of 2023, yeah. it's, it's, quite, it's quite fascinating. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. What do you want to talk about? Well, <laughs> you've, caught me, you've caught me in a good mood, but I did think, well, what am I going to say to Andrew? And I thought, this thing that's nagging in the back of my brain at the moment, which is, is we're sort of living in this vortex of unreality. It's a good title for a book, isn't it? Don't you think? That is very good. <laughs> well, yeah. well, no, I mean, seriously, we've sort of got... Where do I start? It's all kind of lies. We're living in a... a, a oh, can you hear the sirens outside? That's London for you. Um, you won't sell many ice cream going that fast. We've, we've been <laughs> promised. We've been promised autonomous cars for nearly 20 years. Yeah. We are been told that our jobs are being taken by robots. The sustainability thing we'll have to come on to. We think we genuinely grown intelligent adults think they can change history. 
the mainstream media thinks it can change history. We're, we are supposed to be heading for net zero. If you actually look at what that means, you'd be a liar to suggest we could achieve it. Uh, in about any, well, it's intellectually twenty fifty. Yeah, and it, well, twenty thirty five. The cars and it's what just lies. It's just lies. Have you been out in the world and see? Oh, what suddenly? Oh yes, cars are going to be illegal. I mean, we just why are we living? Understand where we need to go and let's have a strategy potentially that gets there. But I don't want to just have to solve the problems. We are. We've all led to believe this lie. We've all got to have our boilers removed. We believe high taxes. This state of highest taxes ever. Is good for growth. I mean, it's astonishing, this upside-down thinking. We believe we can change sex, now, and you will get cancelled. But mm. seriously, grown, intelligent, adult, people in my universe, when you say, yeah, but people can't change sex, they will say, well, ooh, ooh, because they're being polite. They're being polite. Yeah. We're being polite about net zero. We're being polite about robotics. We're being polite about the fact that we could change history. We're being polite about the fact that H&M are starting to sell secondhand clothes. Like that's going to help them not go to hell. It's it weird. We've locked ourselves into this sort of state of unreality. And retail is, it, is very it, much part of it. Is it because we're all too worried because people seem to get offended ever so easily these days. And so are we all treading this tightrope because we don't well, want to offend? But in actual fact, what we're yes. saying, and what you said, shouldn't offend anyone. As you know, I have the answers to all these things. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's guilt. It's, it's Western guilt. There's, we can talk about the origins of that, but not in a short podcast. We feel guilty. We've basically had 200,000 years of poverty and cold, and we got rich in the last hundred, and suddenly we've all got iPhones, uh, we're flying on holiday and eating burgers, and we're eating chicken Kiev, you know, chicken, we're eating like Henry VIII every night, and we feel guilty, we feel guilty, it's ultimately, it's Malthusian, Ulti I mean, these are, these are dinner party conversations, Andrew, and I promise I'll bring it back to retail, but we believe that there's too many of us doing too many bad things. And as a result, we should, be, we should wear a hair shirt and we should punish ourselves. And you're seeing that with, let me not talk about the obvious things, the anti-natalist movement in the US, incredible movement that basically suggests you shouldn't have children. Um, we're seeing it with, the, I would say, because now that I have that template in my hand, in my head, everything fits to it. So you see the rise in dog culture. People love dogs. Why? Because they're not us. The rewilding trend, what's that? That's the planet without us on it. Autonomous vehicles, what are they? They're cars without us driving them. Do you see what I mean? Once you have that template, this Malthusian uh, sort of template in your head, that everything sort of seems to fit to it. it just we, we, We're in a moment in Western culture, and Western civilization, where we think we've fucked up, basically, and we should... And we need to be punished for it, bit by slice by slice. And if sort of everything, when you open the papers in the morning, and I don't actually open them, you swipe now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just one piece of bad news, one other piece of destruction, another foundation of, you know, the, the society slowly eroding, whether it's family, whether it's the police, whether it's comedy, whether it's education, everything, slice by slice, 
we're sort of committing suicide. Yeah. That's it's the bad news. Like, it's kind of like death by a thousand Ulysses cameras. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's a sensitive point because I've got some of that. Don't get me started on that. No. But it is, you see, we need punishing. And not only do we need punishing that we believe we do, we like to punish. And we saw during COVID the unmentionable, the mini tyrants, as I call them. They love a clipboard and they love to tell you you can't stand beyond that line. They love it. Mm. Some people, and it's always the little people that never really had any success, don't they? So they're always the ones that are deaf. Suddenly they've, they're armed with a clipboard. And they brilliant someone at the door and suddenly they can tell you what to do and where to stand and, and the same people are now gluing themselves to uh you know the motorway or you name it um but um so you know you may... i i i don't know i'm ranting but this is what you want isn't it this is so this, yesterday yesterday no, in no. the paper this is the sustainable church here but... yeah the, sustain, the sustainability thing has to be pricked, if that's the wrong word to use. It has to be, because it's, it's, there's so much nonsense talked. I have to I choose my words carefully. But yesterday in the papers, I read that hotel group, and I'm currently working with a hotel group, um, building a hotel, um, want to remove or have decided to remove those horrible slippers, you know, those horrible sort of foamex. Yeah, and and you know that story. You go, yeah. Do you know what? They're not good for the planet. Those funny little foamex things that both left and right feet. <laughs> You're having to go at the slippers now. So <laughs> what have know, they ever done to you? They're, well, they're they're, they're, poison, they're poisoning dolphins, probably. I don't know, but you know, obviously, it doesn't take much to go. Do you know what? We can cut that, and that's obviously mm. a bit more sustainable. Well, then. Let's, next. let's move yes move around the bathroom let's have a look can we get rid of the soap can we how about if we took one tile out and we tile all the bathrooms but leave one just leave one <laughs> missing from each bathroom imagine how much that would save how much ceramic and you know and you know how much they make ceramics don't you how much how much energy that it takes to make ceramics so oh, you know the, the, ultimately this this is a nihilistic doctrine yeah. that leads nowhere. Why am I going on about this? Because retail's about selling you stuff. And if we're, start, if, exactly. the, if we're starting to slice by slice away all the things that are bad for the planet, everything is. Every, doing this podcast is, is using energy. You shouldn't do it. Yep. Would the planet be better off if you didn't do this podcast? Yes, on many levels, Andrew. Yeah, no. Now you mentioned, um, yeah, sustainability and some of the, the you know, nonsense of it. And I agree, it needs to be a far more sensible, uh, balanced uh, argument. But it, it's an emotional one, isn't it? So I, when it's, a, it's before, a religious uh, one. It is, yeah. And and you mentioned iPhone, and, and I have to say, I saw the the latest video that Apple, our friends of Apple, produced, where Mother Nature oh. pays the wall of visit. Now, apart from being the most nauseous uh, piece of uh, uh, video I, I think I've probably ever seen, about halfway through it, they make the statement that their aim is to eradicate, that was the word they used, eradicate carbon from the yeah. atmosphere. So I did, you know, I consulted um, Mr. Google and a few other sources and so on and so forth and realised that 
actually, that's not what we should be doing whatsoever. But because the argument has become an emotional one, net zero, oh, so we need carbon, carbon is bad. So I'm sure you do this. I'm sure you do this, but I've done, I've done this to audiences and dinner parties and ruined all of them. So you ask me how much carbon is in the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, it's 0.002%, I think. No, it's 0.04 is my reckoning. Yeah. But exactly. And it's, you know, it's an amazing amount of intelligent people you've just done had meetings with. Yes. And, you've and they don't know. Sat there and they say, oh, well, I don't know, 10%. Yeah. And you yeah. go, oh, that's interesting. What do you think next? To, yeah. And she'll say, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe a bit more than that. You know, the ignorance is incredible. And yet they are yeah. binding their hands and their legs and their mouth. But with regulations that they're embracing in order to uh, sacrifice themselves and their businesses to this carbon ideology. So I think, yes, we need, and which, which actually brings me to this retail thing, because just, I did see the Apple thing, yes, and they're intelligent people that I know, colleagues of mine, commented underneath, what a wonderful piece of PR, and it's like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like you, Andrew, maybe with the world's gone binary, and I actually felt sick watching it but that's you know my own personal bias but the other one the other one was the whole M&S building thing and I wanted to come on to that go on because, yes yeah, well so the idea that knocking down this build demolishing it bringing in diesel diggers smashing brick and concrete hauling so for away people, so for people who, who haven't most of it, I'm sure the audience would have done but this is the uh, M&S yeah, stores being snapped there uh, at Marble Arch on Oxford Street uh, now supposedly is falling apart. Uh, yeah. you know, hoist, hoist by their own petard. You know, this is plan, B, plan A because there ain't no plan B. And then suddenly we're going to replace this building with sustainable buildings. So now just consider the timeline. How long is it? Four years? Four years of diggers moving backwards and forwards in diesel diggers. Four years of consultants flying in and driving in and their petrol vehicles and flying in for all of that activity and landfill, all of the concrete, all of the steel. Where does it go? Landfill. That's where it goes. And then replaced by new concrete, new steel, acres and acres of glass. How is glass made? Is that made from solar wind farms? Is it or something? No, no, no. It'll be imported at great cost on diesel cargo ships uh, having left the furnace you know the all of that plus the copper wiring the lighting the, the furniture the carpeting the plastering i know it sounds stupid to go on about it. all those consultants backwards and forwards for four or five years and because that building recycles the i nearly swore again the fucking rainwater i did swear because the rainwater comes down and flushes the bloody toilets you're supposed to suggest it's supposed to just that's a sustainable building, and I'm supposed to be go along with these lies. I'm as a designer and, and critique and and speaker on these topics. I'm supposed to go well. Yeah, it's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing. You made this shit up. I not you expect me not to turn it back on you. I will expose this hypocrisy single handedly. It's disgraceful. The whole ESG doctrine. I mean, this is about binding ourselves, stopping growth. It's an anti-growth agenda. It's a nihilist agenda. And it will kill retail unless we unbind ourselves. Because retail is about buying things you don't need, sadly. 
Howard, that shut me that shut me up. Yeah, not many people do that actually. But yeah, no, definitely uh, get you cancelled. I think, I think we packed. You've packed um, a lot into just fifteen minutes. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you so much. <laughs> I look forward to the next fifteen minutes where we can try and solve some of these problems. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. Great speaking to you.